Now back to the Sunday Show with Lemoya Burks and Mark White. Brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOI. All right, and we thank you for uh, joining us for the second segment. We do have a caller on the line. Good morning, caller. Good morning, panel. How are you? Good. Good morning. morning. Yes, my phone is very positioned. I hope that you can hear me. Yes, we hear you just fine. Yes, sir. Okay, I was wanting to uh, comment on the Youngkin race out in Virginia, and uh, I wanted to say that one of the reasons why uh, Mr. Youngkin won on the critical was with the critical race theory mm-hmm. and I had called your program a, a while back and I was saying that the critical race theory was an issue but uh, <clears throat> I think uh, I think Ms. Rice said that that was something that was taught in law school well no it, to us lay people critical race theory is also when you're teaching evolution mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. wanting to keep out parts of history and so critical race theory, that's why the people are like, we, they were running and saying, we don't want this taught in school. They're wanting to, so critical race theory is not just something that's taught, True. I mean, taught in law school. And I, I'm going to say this, I'm going to get out of here, but evolution teaches like a caste system. It teaches a thing of subhumans. And so when somebody believes, for some people, when they think that some people are subhuman, they are able to treat you like an animal, hit you with a baton, because it's taught in school. And and even like the professor out of Texas High, he said, yes, he believes in Darwin's evolution. And so we are are paying people to teach us that we're subhuman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Well, and to her point, critical race theory and intellectual freedom, when we're talking about literacy, go hand in hand. And so that's the freedom to read, right, which is the freedom to educate. And so we're saying strip it down, not to be reflecting of the diverse people of which we are. Right. So we are to ignore that. So that's even going back to the point that we were talking earlier about one person making a decision for a diverse set of people. Well, let's really look at what she said about critical race theory, about being taught. Well, let's think about, if we really want to talk about it, let's talk about the history book. And there's not much in the history book about African Americans. Uh, There's not much in history books that are already being used about uh, indigenous people. Mm -hmm. In fact, anything that any African American ever invented is not not listed in the history book. Mm -hmm. So, the only thing that's listed in most history books is um, uh, I guess you could say Columbus discovered a country that was already a nation that was already discovered mm-hmm. uh, and he and his and the people that came over with him killed out all those people with smallpox that they brought with them let's talk about that so that's not in there and let's talk about the fact that the only thing we say about uh, African Americans is the fact that for some reason they were enslaved and then after that then we go we skip all the way over to Martin Luther King but there's a whole lot of stuff happening between that so, so let's so- so let's go back. R- critical race theory is another framework, right? Let's yes. see what does it examine or what does it encompass? Social, cultural, legal issues in regards to race and racism. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it starts with what is racism, mm-hmm. which which begins first with who am I? Mm-hmm. Who are you? How do we coexist in this world? How have we in the past? How are we now? And how will we govern in the future? Right. We have to know what was to better understand what is to move forward with what will be. But if you ignore that, you're ignoring me. And so I don't exist in this space that we are supposed to be sharing. Right. That's right. 
And see, part of the other issue that with critical race theory is that what it did was, in particular, um, why you had so much uh, disagreement with it, um, and especially in, in Virginia during this particular election, is that it cast a, a negative light on Caucasians in particular in regards to how the, throughout history, 1776 up into 2021 and how they have utilized the uh, racism as a means in which to get on top and to re- and to stay on top so, and they don't want to be cast in that negative in that negative light because even even some of them have the, at the meetings had come out and say hey look you know this doesn't make us look good so naturally we, we, we don't want to teach this because uh, we don't want to make ourselves look bad well but you don't know what you don't know Right. So if education is to learn that that's for all of us, right? right. All of us together. Now, there is a there is a piece of choice there. So whether it's a book or thought, because let's be honest, we all have had to. Right. You Mm -hmm. sit there in the history books, even with the gaps that we know exist. Mm -hmm. And we, we learn whether it be a worksheet or a project. Right. And then the expectation is to thrive. Even so. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, I just happened to look up something and I want everybody to think about this. The U.S. and all of its laws and institutions were founded and created based on the myth of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. The assumption that lighter skin and European anthracy meant that ancestry mm-hmm. meant that white people were better and deserved a higher social and economic position than people of color. Because racism is embedded within our system and institutions, and it's woven into American public policy, of course, what we see here is that we want to keep that going. So we want to continue to teach that. But we're already talking about, we don't have anything in our history books that talk about everybody. So, for example, the stoplight. Okay. Well, of course, the stoplight right. was invented by the African American, but did you find that out in? in you school? did not. Okay, okay, but but now that we know, because you don't know what you don't know, okay. right? So now that you know, okay, can we can say that's what we know that happened, and take that together respectfully where it is to be placed and governed and move forward. Yes, but everybody needs to know about everybody. it. everybody. So we have a caller. Good morning, caller. Good morning. Uh, this is a question for Ms. Rice. Uh, about three years ago, the Texas Education Board finally ruled that black studies can be taught as a uh, legitimate course in Texas uh, education in the public schools. My question is, is there uh, any plans for how a black studies course taught in the Texas County Independent School District, and at what level will that start? That is an excellent question, which I will have to do some research on. Uh, the person that is over our curriculum is not me. I'm over free stuff. Uh, so uh, what I will do is uh, take the opportunity to talk to the person for our curriculum and find out. I can truthfully say that uh, there are many um people in our district that do talk about african-american history i should say not just in february but other times so i will make it a point to find that out and bring that information back here and thank you for asking oh thank you thank you so much 
All right. So the, in thinking of why is this a challenge? So, you know, there's a the thought that it divides people into oppressed and oppressor groups and urgence in to- it urges or it encourages people to be intolerant. Mm-hmm. But it's the exact reverse. You don't know what you don't know. And so learned behavior says, and, and I'll be quite honest, there are some that have even, I've had the conversation with, you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know, or maybe I, I kind of had an idea, right? But I didn't understand the layering of the intent and the harm that it caused. And so now I know, right? Um, and so with this, though, we're flipping it and saying that this is the the more, you know, remember that commercial, the more, you know. Mm-hmm. So now we're saying the more, you know, it causes more harm. Right. So now we're negating truth. Right. Oh, because the more, you know, mm-hmm. as as we all know, the more we've learned. Uh, the better it's been for us. And isn't that what education is all about? Right. The more you learn, the better you are. And so the more you learn about yourself. And it goes back again to the more you know, the more you see yourself in a negative light of how you have been oppressing groups and individuals over a period of time and even in today's standards hasn't changed very much. Right. I mean, but you have to be careful not to generalize. That's Remember, correct. we're talking about generalizing. That's correct. So that's right. he- here's the idea. The thing is, is that the, the generalization comes when we say you have done this, right? right. Mm-hmm. But if I know the historical significance of mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm learning, right, then I understand you and you understand me, right? And so we move forward with the notion of understanding where we've been, where we are, and where we can go. You, you see, it, it all circles back and it's all interchangeably there together. So I understand why when I hear these comments or I read about this in the book that it shouldn't just cut me deep because it's fact. Right. That's correct. It's fact for you and it's fact for me. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, that's that's all a part of uh, resolving discourse and, you know, and all it, conflict resolution. Healing. Healing. <laughs> yes. yes. Healing. Healing. And, and those are things that, yes, we struggle with as a people in general because we're human. Right. But when we go and make it a general consumption and say, no, this is what it's going to be. You like it or not. That that's almost a level of I'm just going to say it today. Slavery. Yeah. I'm going to make it, it just show a genuine disre- disrespect in a, for individuals other than yourself. And the whole thing about America is supposed to be the melting pot, which means it's supposed to be a large, diverse group of people to come together as one to be able to form a most perfect union. But if you want to eliminate the the circumstances behind what the other folks are endured or have endured in all this period of time so they get the understanding. Say, listen, you won't know how I feel unless you walk in my shoes. Exactly. Okay, so you won't know what it is that I went through unless you go through it yourself. Right. And so if you never went through it, I mean, just like, you know, we brought it up earlier. If you're in Congress and you're a millionaire, how do you know what a $7 an hour person knows or what they got to go through? Same thing with, you know, in regards to how 
the country see uh, indigenous people, African-Americans, Latino, Latino X, whatever it is, it's the exact same point. You don't know anything about me because you're not trying to learn anything. About right. Me. And, and, and that you just made a good point, though. Um, I, you know, I think the more that we learn about each other and the, what you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And we explore those dimensions, even in the most uncomfortable times. We're looking at legislation and all of these gaps. We can better bridge those. Yes. That's how. Right. You know? That's that's the way to do it. I mean, get, getting understanding of what my issues are and I understand what your issues are. We can find some common ground there somewhere. So, right. Somehow, some way. And we're supposed to be able to do that. That's what we're supposed to be able to do as human beings. But if you're just going to choose to ignore who I am mm-hmm. or ignore groups of individuals or people there's always like you say it's always going to be conflict and you're always going to have these same discussions 50 years from now right. that they had and I don't ago. want you to tolerate me we're going to go to commercial break call us y'all <laughs> 903-794-1047 we're going to go to a commercial break we'll be right back with more of the Sunday show with Lemoya Burks and Mark White brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOY I'd like to ask you a question are you paying way too much for your car insurance? Sure, the rate you pay on insurance isn't everything, but State Farm has surprisingly great rates along with first-class customer service you deserve and will receive from our office. This is your local State Farm agent, Derek McGarry, and I would love to be your good neighbor. Please visit us on Kings Highway in Wake Village next to Anytime Fitness or call us at 903-831-2000. When I first heard about COVID-19, I was like, what is this? I didn't take it serious, and I should have. My wife and I both caught COVID-19. I couldn't taste, I couldn't smell, but I'm one of the lucky ones. Man, when it was my night, I jumped on it. Because in my mind, it was between the vaccine or a ventilator. The sooner you get the vaccine, the sooner we get back to hanging out with friends and family. Take a shot at staying healthy. Get the vaccine. Brought to you by the Arkansas Department of Health. Learn more at healthy.arkansas.gov. Now back to the Sunday show with Lemoya Burks and Mark White. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on 104.7 KTOI. Equitable livelihood is what we are continuing to talk about this morning. Speaking of, a black diversity specialist was fired by a Texas hospital right here in the state of Texas for being too sensitive. Too sensitive about race issues mark what were those issues (laughs) well he he was stepping out there to talk about the uh the exclusiveness of uh black people in regards to um health care um the um the things that they need stuff that we have been talking about all morning and because he had these conversations um unfortunately in the great state of texas he um he was then looked upon later on after they already made the offer to him to have uh, the, for this important job. Once he had those comments, all of a sudden they um, decided to rescind that offer and told him that he no longer was a fit. So, you know, you're trying to understand at one point in time you're saying everything's great because now the man went through 12 different interviews over a six-week period and he went through all of those with flying colors. 
Okay, so now everybody's saying, yeah, yeah, this is the guy we want. But then he makes comments about diversity and about certain issues. All of a sudden, you know what? We don't need to have this guy. Well, and this comes at us as a time that diversity, equity, inclusion centers, positions, commissions, committees are continuing to be developed. Mm hmm. So I'd be interested even to see where are we in that particular organization with that. Right. See, the, part of the comment is it, this is what they talked about it. The, um, you know, this was one of the things that they said. They said he wasn't a good fit for the company. And, you know, how, how can he not be a good fit? The man had 12 interviews. Well. He went through each one <laughs> over a six-week period, and everybody was on board. And all of a sudden now, he's not no longer a good fit. So I'm going to pose time. this as a question, Miss Rice. So this is his 12th interview. Is it possible he was already under scrutiny? I mean, we're just going to take him through 12 right. until, we, until we pin him. It's possible. No? Yes? I mean, is uh, that what we think? You know, some of these jobs they have, in particular, the higher level you go up, they have multiple interviews. Everybody's well aware of that. So, you know, we're talking about a man who's going to be director over, you know, a, a, a big outfit. So it's possible that, you know, it was going to be this. But to you. Maybe that, maybe that was part of the problem. Or was the competition that stiff? And those are the, the questions um, that externally we don't see, but we wonder and question because how many personal experiences have we encountered? And we talked about this before, that there's scrutiny once you even sit down or, or apply from the beginning. I'm just going to say that um, the fact that he went through 12 interviews, oh my goodness, 12 different interviews. And then at the end of the 12 interviews, uh, after end of the fact that he went through 12, I mean, just think about going through one interview. Forget 12. (laughs) Think about going through one interview. I applaud him. Yes, I do too. But he, according to everything that I've read here, I mean, the man uh, he created, is that right? That he's one of the people that created the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Certificate Program? Yes. I mean, who better to be your Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion person than someone who created the certificate program Mm -hmm. for uh, uh, that's used at Cornell University and Georgetown University. I mean, uh, h- what he created is considered the standard. But let's just say that um, perhaps after all of that, um, they wanted to go in a different direction. Okay. And to going in a different direction, they decided that he was not a good fit. Mm-hmm. And that's what they said. So we don't know what their minds are. We don't know what their minds were. Right. We, you know, we're just going to say that um, 12 interviews is a bit much. Hopefully he hadn't started packing. That's all I can right. say. I, I don't know what else to say. I've never seen anything like that. You but know. I would like to say on air that it is wonderful to be in the room with Lamoria and Mark White. Uh, they make a fantastic team, and we are all excited for the Sunday show. Well, uh, so you. thank you both for you. for having me here. Uh, this has been awesome. I know we got a few more minutes, but I want to get my part in. You know, it's my <laughs> birthday, so I get to say what I want to say. So I want to say that this is a dynamic team, and I know that you all will be uh, working together for many years to come. Yes. Well, well we thank good. you, and we, we appreciate, appreciate you coming in absolutely faithfully. 
and Mr. Keaton and the gang, we miss you all this morning. And to the audience, we want to hear from you. This show is for you. We would like to hear from you uh, to synergize these thoughts. And this is how we spiral into action. We need each other. We need the thoughts, minds. It, be- it begins with voice and then that voice into action. And this is how we get things going. This is for the people. Mark? Yeah, it's it's important that, um, you know, the, the community gets themselves involved. It, it, this show is for you, and it's by you, and it's members of your community um, who, who are offering these uh, opportunities for you to either come on and definitely come on and join us. Uh, Lamoya is going to at the end of the program but we definitely want to see you guys come on and and talk about your stories i mean it's important that uh, we highlight those good things that are going on in our community and so please by all means you know um we definitely want to hear from you and we definitely like to see you uh once again i want to um say happy birthday to miss rice and uh she's extremely extremely happy about that and uh and i look forward to working with lamoya uh, for many years to come and um definitely want to make the program um based for you guys and make it a, a success so i appreciate the opportunity all right. Now, on behalf oh, of myself. Oh, just in case, uh, everybody, uh, if you know my number, you can definitely text me happy birthday <laughs> or say happy birthday on Facebook. Uh, thank you. A mess. Okay. A mess. <laughs> All right. Now, our time has come and gone. Now, on behalf of myself and Mark White and all of the great and wonderful people here at Texarkana Radio Center, thank you for being our listeners and for being kind enough to tune into the Sunday show. Remember, you're listening to KTOY 104.7, the station that cares about the quality, y'all, the quality of your life, the soul of the city. Please stay tuned for Miss Dee Dee Woods and her gospel intervisions. And in case you want to hear this show again, it will be rebroadcast at 6 p.m. this evening on our sister station, KTOY Gospel 105.9. And podcasts of previous shows are available at KTOY1047.com. If you, again, if you, we will shout this from the rooftops. You, there is no limitation on you, would like to appear on the Sunday show, please contact me, 903-244-3997. And you're welcome to get in contact with Mark White at? Uh, 903-276-1899. All right. Please keep in mind that we prefer to schedule guests at least a month in advance. We'd like to keep this show quality, as we mentioned earlier. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope you'll join us again next Sunday for yet another glorious edition of The Sunday Show. Have a great week. The Sunday Show on 104.7 has been brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry. Here to help life go right. The Sunday Show.